Hello, friends. You're listening to Outnumber the Podcast, episode 222, where we're talking about cutting through the chaos of motherhood. I know you know what I'm talking about. When you show up for to be a mom one day and all of a sudden everyone is screaming and yelling at you and they all need something at the same time and you're about to lose your mind. So we have five concrete tips to help you get through those moments of chaos today, but don't miss number three. That's the one Audrey and I struggle with the most. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. Today, we have a great episode for you today on cutting through the chaos and the overwhelm and the psychosis of your crazy household. And if your household is not crazy, maybe you can listen anyway, and it will get that way someday. But if it's not, we envy you and good job on managing the household. For the rest of us that tend to find ourselves in the middle of chaos every day or at least a couple of times a week, this is the episode for you. So let's dive in. Yeah. I was saying to my husband, I was like, yeah, this is what we're going to talk about this week. And he was, I was like, but I don't like, I don't think my, our house is that chaotic. And he's like, honey, (laughs) I don't know anybody else who would walk into our house and think it wasn't chaotic. I was like, he's like, maybe somebody else who has nine kids. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. You've been doing it so long. It just doesn't phase you as much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Oh, well, that's fine. Hey, guys, just a quick second. We wanted to remind you that you can leave a review on iTunes for us. And it means so much because here's what you're doing when you leave a review. You kind of bump us up in whatever iTunes uses or the podcast app uses to um, put to recommend shows. And we want other moms and dads just like you to hear what we have to say. Um, so if you could leave us a review, it would mean so much. Just take a couple seconds to type in um, something about one of the episodes that you liked or appreciated, and we'd appreciate it so much. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. In fact, if you're not driving, just hit pause right now. Go write us one super quick. It is like lightning fast. And um, it's it's not just an ego inflation. It really does show other people that we're worth listening to. Um, if you have a podcast you love, that's always super helpful to to recommend. If not, meaning an episode that you love, you can you can put that in there. If not... Just say something about how you enjoy listening and we love you forever. So thanks so much for doing that. Okay, so it's funny, Audrey, that you say that you think your house is not terribly chaotic because I will say this, when people think of chaos, they generally think of like yelling and screaming and people running around all the time. And and yes, there is some of that going on. But in my mind, chaos is also just kind of a lot of things going on and busyness, right? And what I've noticed is as my family has grown, I've had to kind of settle into that new phase of chaos with each baby or each new new phase that comes up, right? So like right now, um, I would not call my life busy. It is full, uh, but all my friends and family do. Oh my gosh, you're so busy. I'm like, oh, am I? Like it, I've just kind of gradually fallen into this phase of where I have a lot of things going on because I have a lot of children and also a business and other things. So this is just for anyone who has a very full life and finds themselves sometimes battling that, that feeling of overwhelm and how to kind of cut through that. So a few of the things that we mentioned, have mentioned before is that we have both been surprised about how loud life is with a large family. So that is something that is, is kind of chaotic that can wear on us. Um, and, um, and sometimes it's not 
bad loud. Sometimes it's not bad chaos. Sometimes it's just lots of fun and giggling and, and playing and, and it's a lot of stimulus is what, what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is we've had our oldest two um, move out away from home now and um, the next two. So one, two, one and two have moved out and three and four are away most of the day at work, at college, that kind of thing. And what's interesting is all of them have told us that it's so quiet everywhere when they're not at home. Like (laughs) my daughter will be like, well, I'm going to go to the library so that I can study without interruptions. Um, that my, my daughter that's in college, she'll say that, but then she'll, she'll, I'll come home and she'll come home and I'll be like, well, how did it go? And she says, well, it was great. It wasn't interrupted, but it was too quiet. Too quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Like they don't know how to study when it's quiet (laughs) or, you know, it's just like weird. And so that's, it's interesting that I guess our kids have to adjust and readjust too to the area of life or the time of life that they're in, whether or not like to the level of chaos as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So going back to talking about restoring order, sometimes, sometimes this is necessary. It's like the fervor has reached a pitch that is just about explosion. <laughs> Everyone's fighting or crying. Everybody's calling for your attention at the same time. You're in a hurry. Everybody needs to get in the vehicle so you can go somewhere. Everybody needs you at the same time, or even, you know, just two people need you at the same time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You come back from a trip and everybody wants to talk. Like there's a lot of instances where, okay, as I put it to my kids, guys, I have two ears, but I actually can only listen to one person at a time. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So these are our, our tips for restoring that order when you just need a little bit more peace. Okay. So the first one is not going to be a surprise for you, but it is, it starts with yourself and it is learning to manage your own emotions. Um, when everyone else is going crazy and then mom goes crazy, guess what? Doesn't help anything. And of course we know this, but it's maintaining that calm and order emotionally and mentally that becomes a real challenge for us when we're thrown into the midst of all these screaming crazy kids that all need our attention at once. Right. Recently I have struggled with this a couple of times. Um, and I've started chanting a mantra to myself. And that is I'm only in charge of my own emotions. So I'm not in charge of stopping the fight. I'm not in charge of making everything fair. I'm not in charge of making sure everybody feels loved. I'm only in charge of my emotions. So that might seem a little simplistic, but that has brought me back to my own priority, which is me. And when I am managing my my emotions, guess what? The kids calm down quicker and then they feel loved more because I am this stable calming force. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Totally. One thing, um, that's, that's a great mantra to like, just have a sentence you fall back on to help Mm -hmm. you. You totally need to pay attention to the stories and the sentences in your head. What, what are you telling yourself? Mm -hmm. Um, but here's something that I do. I just take like in the middle of the chaos and the noise before I respond to it, I take a deep breath in through my nose, out through my mouth. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. breathe in, a big, huge breath of air and then blow out anything like all those negative emotions, like let those go with your breath. And then, then you're in a better place to respond. So mm-hmm. there's this, um, there's a saying that a, a lot of times I do yoga for exercise and I like yoga with Adrian on YouTube. And she has this saying that when she's in you deep, deep breathing, she has you take a deep breath and she says, lots of love in lots of love out. Mm-hmm. And okay. All right. That's, that's kind of what I'm doing when I take a deep breath I exhale and then I can respond. It's like just a reset because I do notice like if I'm responding with negative emotions or emotions that I'm not 
proud of later, I do notice that I have been very shallowly breathing, mm. like just kind of panting or not really like, I don't know. I think it just gets oxygen to my brain, honestly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it might seem impossible to have like a sentence that you can say, or remember to take a deep breath. But if you do it once, that's the beginning and then practice it, do it again, do it again. So practice makes perfect. You can you just start with one breath or one sentence in your mind. Yeah. And if there's anything that motherhood will give you lots of it's practice for patience and calming yourself down. Right. Yeah. And I love that. I, I really do think that influx of, of oxygen helps us think better. Right. And maintain that calm. Um, what's interesting is think about when you have a flood of adrenaline, when you go into like fight or flight, you start to pant, right. You start to kind of hyperventilate a little bit. And I think that's what happens sometimes in these chaotic um, scenarios is our kind of primitive brain is like, warning, 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 <laughs> something is going wrong. This is not right. The fighting, the screaming, whatever, like self-protection mode and you, and you kind of go into the fight or flight, right? So to just come back to yourself and say, nothing's gone wrong. These kids are just psychos. It's all normal. <laughs> it's totally fine. Breathe in, breathe out. I love that. So there's a couple of default sentences that I find myself holding on to when things get crazy. And I'm going to share them with you, see if they sound familiar for you, to you guys. Okay. These kids are driving me crazy. I, I have that one like on a loop in my head. These kids are driving me crazy, right? I can't handle this. I think that a lot. And sometimes it's subconscious, but when I'm poking around in there, I find that one a lot. I also think, why is everyone so loud? Why is everyone screaming? Why is everyone fighting, right? Um, what those do is they just reaffirm that there's a big problem here and that I don't know how to handle it, right? So like I said, what I've worked on instead is something like, my only job is to control me. Or another one I like is, of course, everyone needs me at once because there's all these kids and just one mom. Or of course, they're fighting. They have some sort of obstacle here. Just to kind of just accept that, of course, this is happening. This is normal. Yes, yes. Going back to that fight or flight response, you guys might remember um, in our episode on sensory processing disorder that I have that going on. So I'm with loud noises. I'm especially prone to go into that fight or flight. <laughs> so if you, if you're especially bothered by loud noises too, you might go listen, give yourself a refresher on that episode. But yeah, I really, I really appreciate that. Like accepting this is the way my life is. I do have a big family. We do make lots of noise. <laughs> there is a lot of chaos helps. Um, because like, what are you going to do? Kick out three of the kids, like, you know, go live somewhere else. <laughs> well, you did. I want to kick some out. Just kidding. <laughs> they moved oh, out. Oh, I guess that's different. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, you know, that's funny because back at the beginning of quarantine, there was this thing where I think the government was thinking about limiting it to like <laughs> 10 people, you know, in one place at a time or something. You remember that? Yeah. And my husband and I were like, okay, so which one, which, which of who, us gets who to you go taking? somewhere else? Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or which of our kids can go live at the neighbors? I was like, I volunteer as tribute. I will leave. <laughs> and I will go live at the neighbor's house so that you guys can all quarantine in place with only 10 people. I guess I'll take one child with me. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> all right. Moving on to step two. Acknowledge that where much is given, much is required. You guys, as the moms of many children, we are so, so, so blessed. We experience the joys of babies, toddlers, teens over and over again. We get to have every every stage and we get to go through it because we have a large family. It's like, we get to do it so many times. It sometimes we're in the middle of it. It seems 
like a curse, but you guys, it really is a blessing. I have oftentimes one of our kids will say, oh, when, you know, one of our older kids, oh, when I, when little kids were my age, you guys never, you know, or you guys always, we always had to, but often I say to them, but guys, I'm so glad I have a second chance because I, I don't feel like I did that right with you. Yeah. Yeah. I love this concept because um, how often is it that some of our greatest struggles can't come from some of our greatest blessings, right? Marriage, right? One of my greatest blessings to be married to my husband. And some of my biggest struggles is learning how to live with my husband in peace and harmony. Same thing with my children, right? Um, And so with these blessings come responsibilities, lots of work. If anybody knows about hard work, it's moms of large families, right? Um, Logistical struggles, like how do we go on vacation and find a place where everybody can sleep, right? Um, How do we feed this giant crowd, right? So, So lots of challenges there. But when we remind ourselves that these challenges come as a direct result of amazing blessings, it just is a little bit of a paradigm shift, right? Instead of, oh, my life is so hard. It's, oh my goodness, all these blessings make my life beautiful and also uniquely challenging. What a blessing. Yeah. I love to think of that verse in the Bible that talks about, I'm sorry, I didn't look it up beforehand, but it talks about, um, you won't be given more than you can handle more than you can bear. Like you will be given grace Mm -hmm. for the things that you have been given, like with, with your gifts or with your trials there, God knows what we can handle. And he's not going to give us more than that. And I will say that's, yeah, I will say in regards to that, you might disagree with that. There have been times when I've thought, uh, uh-uh, I can't handle this, but I will say that we are infinitely, uh, we have an infinite amount of potential, right? Yeah. What's, what's important to remember is that you might feel like it is pushing you beyond your limits, but God will make us so that we can expand to fill that the the capacity that we need. Does that make sense? Like we have this infinite amount of growth and if we're just open and willing to be pushed past our limits, then we can grow into the next chapter, right? I know that you right now can handle so much more than you could five or 10 years ago, right? I look at myself as a young mom and just think, oh, that poor thing. (laughs) She was so overwhelmed all the time. And now that that amount of chaos doesn't bother me anymore because I've up-leveled, right? But we just have this infinite amount of potential. I know. I know. How often um, do my husband and I, you know, some kids are gone or, you know, somebody's doing something and it's my husband and I, and we've only got like five or six kids. And we're like, oh my goodness, this, this feels so like, where is everybody? We feel like this is such a small family. (laughs) Whereas, you know, when we had one or two, we'd be like, oh my goodness, please don't tell those poor young, that poor young couple that they're about to have seven more. Uh, But, you know, this is another aspect of managing our mind and our emotions. It's choosing to operate from a place of gratitude instead of lack. It's an abundance mindset. Like who has more abundance than a large family, right? (laughs) Moms of large family. It's operating from that place of abundance rather than a place of lack. And it can offer us a huge shift in attitude. Yeah. If you don't believe your life is abundant, go look at your sock pile. You have a yeah. life full of abundance, right? And and this potential yeah. is so much good, even amongst the chaos. I love that. Okay, so step three is going to move us into some logistical steps. Now that we worked on our mindset a little bit, right? And and my biggest tip for this is to put down any distractions and stop buffering, right? If you don't know what buffering is, that is when we do something to avoid feeling emotion. And when there is chaos around you, there will be a lot of emotion coming up for you, right? 
frustration, resentment, anger, whatever it is. And we very often immediately go to a distraction, right? But if you're paying attention to what's going on around you, you'll be able to manage the chaos so much better, right? So my thing is my phone. That's my buffering. When my kids go crazy, I pick up my phone and I scroll Instagram or I check my email or anything to disconnect myself from all of this that's going on because it's just too much, right? I just want to get lost in the internet. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So here's here's what you're doing to yourself. I submit to you that you're actually creating more chaos. <laughs> when your kids see you disconnect, they are going to try harder to get your attention. <laughs> your brain, you tell your brain to try to ignore the chaos and they get more frustrated because you're resisting, you're not giving them attention. And then it just, it's just a spiral. It gets worse. So then it's just creating more frustration in them, but more frustration in you because you're like resisting the negative emotions mm -hmm. about all this chaos. You're just like, Oh, what was it? Who was it that talked about one of our guests in their episode about shoving the beach ball down? I can see her face. I can't remember her name. We'll link that one in the show notes. You like shoving, trying to keep the beach ball down underneath the water, uh, you know, the negative emotions and like pretending they're not there, but who can hold a beach ball under the water, right? <laughs> then all your time- I think time... it was Rhonda, wasn't it Rhonda? Yes, it was Rhonda Farr. Rhonda Farr, then, yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. then all your time is spent trying to keep this beach ball under the water, these negative emotions down, and you really don't have any capacity for anything else. So like go back and listen to that episode too. It was really good. She addressed like what you can do, how you can get through that because there is a temptation. Well, I don't want to feel negative emotions. So I'm just going to go to my happy place on Pinterest or wherever it is. <laughs> That's not <laughs> yeah. your kid's happy place. Yeah. Yeah. And like you're saying, the negative emotion doesn't go away. You're just pushing it down and making it harder for yourself and it's going to come back up. I would suggest allowing yourself to feel the frustration or whatever, and then going to work to help manage the chaos with maybe a reward for yourself at the end. So this is what I do. I will just say, okay, things are chaotic, crazy. I want to just go grab my phone and check out for a minute. But instead I'm going to take care of what's happening here. Maybe it's lunchtime chaos. Maybe it's getting kids ready for bed, whatever. And then when I'm done, this is the reward I'm going to give myself. And very often it's, I'm going to go read that novel I've been putting off, or I'm going to go lay in my bed and take a nap, or I'm going to go lock myself in the bathroom and text my friend back who I've been trying to text all day long, right? Just allow myself to have something fun to look forward to after I get through this chaotic time right now that I want to avoid. Yes. Yes. So step four, create and follow a system for regaining order. So have the kids line up or wait patiently. Um, that's really hard when there's chaos. So sometimes I'll say to my kids, everybody go outside and run around the house three times. And I'm going to respond to this text because this is my friend and she's wanting to know when we're going to, you know, meet her next. Right. So often when I have to do something on my phone, I will tell my kids, exactly what I make them do. Tell me what they're going to do when they're, you know, how long they're going to be on the device and when they're going to be done. So that's one of our rules for our devices with our kids. So I will, I will observe that as well, because if I'm making them observe it, it's respectful for me to observe it as well. So I say, mm -hmm. you guys are going to go outside for five minutes and have a recess or climb a tree or run around the house three times, do 10 pushups, whatever. Well, I respond to this text and as soon as I'm done, I'm going to call you guys and you're going to come in and we're going to have a snack and then we're going to try this again, whatever this is that has devolved into chaos. Yeah, I love that plan. Yeah, it, especially when you are doing something that looks like buffering, right? But you actually have a, yeah. uh, a task to complete. Yeah, I love that. 
Um, so I know you, I remember in another episode, Audrey, you talked about how when multiple kids need you at once, you have them just t- touch you, like put their hand on you. And so you can kind of go in order of hand. I love that system too. That's great. What I've noticed is when I'm disconnecting a little bit, so I'm distracted with my phone or something else and kids are getting crazy. I often just by default, give my attention to the loudest kid or the one who's crying or, you know, and that's not the one who's been patiently waiting the longest, right. Or who, who has something a little bit more urgent. So I really need my brain to focus, to go, wait, wait, wait a minute. You might be crying the loudest, but she's been standing here for a while and really needs my help so she can get out the door or whatever it may be. Um, and then I can communicate with them. Oh, I see that you're upset. Really? You know, there was a fight going on. I'm actually going to finish talking to her about what's going on with her. And then I'll be right there with you. And you'd be surprised how quickly a kid can calm down when they know you are coming to them. As long as you honor that and don't like then go get distracted and not come to them and see what they need. Even it's something simple, like they just want to show you a drawing that can devolve into chaos quickly. If you do not follow up and say, what did you want to show me? Show me. Right. Um, and some days I just think, gosh, it's not so bad having 10 kids. And other days I'm thinking, what did I do? This is chaos. They all need me. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Uh, so uh, these are the times when I just have to really focus on what's going on, give my kids the attention they need. Yes, yes. You know, um, when you do respond to that loudest voice or that most terrible crying just to make it stop, that's reinforcing <laughs> mm-hmm. that whoever's loudest gets attention first, which you're not doing yourself any favors. <laughs> you but do you don't want kid- that game. <laughs> no, you know, kids don't function well when there's chaos either. But if they know you're going to, you're going to respond. Like oftentimes one thing I say to my kid is like when they're talking to me in a, in a crying, yelling, whining voice, I say, I really want to know what the matter is, but I can't understand you when you talk like that. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense to them. They're like, oh, I, I want to communicate with mom in a way that she can understand so she can fix this for me because my kids think I can fix all their problems. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but so they'll come down enough where they can take a breath so that they can speak in a normal voice instead of a crying, whining, yelling voice. Um, And even sometimes, you know, if a kid is, you know, completely out of it, you know, and they're so blah, 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 you can't understand them. I'll say, listen, can you understand me? Blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, oh, uh, no, actually, I I, I can't understand that either. (laughs) Because in their mind, they hear what they're saying clearly, like, so I, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll kind of mimic it back to them, not in a rude or mocking way, but just be like, listen, this is what it sounds like to me. Can you help me? Can you interpret? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so great. And you probably know if you have one or two children that are more prone to this than others. I have one who struggles with a lot of things and she, um, gets herself worked up and just cannot communicate in any way that we can understand her. And, and we have to bring this up almost on a daily basis, like, Ooh, calm down, you know, just tell me in simple words, wait until, or, or even wait until you're calm to come tell me, because I know you're so frustrated and you want to communicate, but we can't understand you. So, so good. All right. So step five, take care of yourself. Okay. So we probably could have made this one. Maybe we should have made this one step one, but you guys know, this is, this is what we harp on all the time, right? I've noticed that when I am not taking care of myself, I can only take so much chaos, right? And I really have to watch out for those warning signs, which we talked about in the um, the sensory processing episode, right? When we start to notice, oh, my, my frustration is coming up. I'm getting overstimulated. And if I'm not, if I don't have good self-care habits in place, that comes so much faster, right? When you haven't had enough sleep or you're hungry, et cetera. 
Yeah. You have to become familiar with your own warning signs. You're getting overstimulated. You're getting tapped out. And you have to have, like we were saying, a system or solution. So like before I address the chaos, sometimes I will just like I'll note, I'll note my signs. Okay. I'm breathing more shallowly. I'm feeling like almost dizzy, you know, from this huge fight or flight Mm -hmm. response I've got responding in me. So I'll step outside and I'll take three breaths instead of that one breath. Like nobody's going to die if I step outside and take three breaths of fresh air (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. I come back in and I can handle it. Like that's just a little part of my process when I'm really like almost on the edge. It's, it's, you just have to know like your signs and, and if you fail and you scream at your kids or you, you know, you don't handle it in a way that you, you don't show up in a way that you want to, it's okay. Use that as education for next time. Okay. What was I feeling right? What was I feeling physically in my body? What was I thinking? What was I experiencing right before I snapped? Okay. And, and next time step outside and take three breaths or do, you know, there's what, whatever your thing is right before you hit that. I I mean, Mm -hmm. if you start doing that, then you'll be able to step it back a few steps from the edge next time, right? If you are continually like, okay, now I felt myself like I was two steps from the edge and I started to feel this. And so take care of it at that moment and then step back. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that system. Please be careful and gentle and compassionate with yourself. This is not something that is solved in one day or one year right? It takes practice and practice and practice to allow all this stimulus to, to come in and to process it appropriately and to still show up the way you want to for your children. That's why a patient mother who's, you know, raised all these kids and left them out of the house is like a saint because she has years and years and years of experience handling kids that are screaming at her and freaking out about things. It just it develops something amazing in you. It, it refines you, right? The refiner's fire. This is what we're going through as moms. So, so allow it and just have so much grace for yourself. When you freak out and, and scream and lose your patience, just go, oh, there it is. I hit my, my limit. What can I do next time to push that off a little bit? What can I do next time to take care of myself a little bit more before that happens, right? It's, it's a beautiful process. If we let it be, just don't be hard on yourself because it, it takes, forever. (laughs) It takes a lifetime to be really good at this, right? Okay. So a few of my solutions when I feel myself getting kind of tapped out are, uh, leave (laughs) if at all possible, leave the situation. Right. Um, so for me, that looks like maybe going for a quick walk around the neighborhood, maybe just locking myself in my room or my office. I, I often go to, um, scripture to read, to like calm myself down or just breathe a little bit. Um, sometimes I have an errand that I need to do and I just go, mom's leaving for a half an hour. I'm going to go run this thing, come back. And I've had a chance to, to cool down. If you are in a situation where you just have little kids around and there is no leaving, then you might just want to start noticing your habits of, you know, when you kind of lose control and schedule some babysitter time or schedule some time when your husband can be home dealing with them so that you know, you've got that coming, right? That's what I did when I had little kids. I thought, okay, Tuesdays are crazy. And I tend to lose my patience. If I can just make it to six o'clock, I can make it to six o'clock. My husband will come and I will step out and, and recenter myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is so, so important to Bonnie and I, that you guys, um, learn to do this or try to do this because if you um, go back and listen to our episode, um, our two year anniversary episode, where we talked about why we started this podcast is super, super, super important to us that, um, you guys learn to try this. It's, uh, 
it's it's really important. It's like bettering yourself and and your kids. Um, pay attention to your physical care. If you're hungry, if you're tired, if you if you're thirsty, if you haven't been exercising, you will not be able to handle as much chaos. It's like motherhood is an Olympic sport, and you haven't been training for it. <laughs> yeah, totally. So you've got to eat right. You've got to exercise. You've got to um, take care of yourself. How can you participate in this activity, this Olympic activity of motherhood, if if you're not training for it? So definitely um, that physical self-care goes Mm -hmm. huge. It's a long way. And I really appreciate what you said about taking a minute to, you know, read something in the Bible or hum a few lines of a hymn or something Mm -hmm. to just like draw yourself back, get connect again with something higher than you that really can help you. Um, Mm it, it will help you to be able to handle more chaos. Yeah. Don't forget prayer. <laughs> that is a good one. I have said many a prayer, sobbing in my closet, like banging my head against the wall. Like I can't do it anymore. You're going to have to help me, <laughs> you know? And, and I love this concept of training for this Olympic marathon of motherhood, right? Because look at so many moms, our default, um, is just eating our kids leftovers as we're hustling off to nap time. It's it's also buffering with food. We don't want to feel the negative emotions. So we start putting candy and junk in our mouths to like calm ourselves down. And all we're doing is destroying our body that we need to be functioning at its highest level to show up the way we want to show up for our kids. So I know it sounds like, like one more thing on your list, but this is essential. Treating your body in such a way that it can show up for motherhood the way you want it to is just so, so, so essential. Okay. So a couple of final thoughts. This time really is short. You guys, I know everybody says that all the annoying grandmas in line at the grocery store is like, Oh, you're going to miss this phase. You're like, Oh, shut up. I can't, I can't cope, <laughs> but it really is. And there more chaos will come. It will just be of a different variety. Right? So to remember that is really, really powerful. And these coping strategies will need to change and adapt as things change. Right? So like maybe the chaos of my little kids might not be as much as it was 10 years ago, but now I have some chaos for my teenagers, right? And I need to learn how to manage myself around their their drama and their issues. Um, but you really are developing superpowers. You are becoming the superwoman mother that you always envisioned and you always admired. But it's there are growing pains and it's going to be painful sometimes. But just know you are heading in the right direction and, and allow yourself to shift and to grow and to become this amazing person. Yes, that is that is so eloquent. Um, I wanted to add a final final thought here. I noticed that the chaos bothers me the most, or I'm the most sensitive to it, or have the most hard time dealing with it when I'm in public. So we go to the library, or we go to a park, or we go to some situation where it's going to be observed. Yes. <laughs> the chaos. And I know that everybody else is not used to it like I'm used to it. And so those are times that I kind of have to prepare myself, do the mental things that we talked about. But I also spend a lot of time preparing my kids. I honestly have no problem saying to my kids, guys, we're allowed, fam- we are a large family and we're allowed and people aren't used to that. Like we're used to that. Mm-hmm. So we're all going to make an effort to be super um, conscious of how other people are perceiving us, like just to be respectful at the library. If we go in, you know, six of us, nine of us, whatever, and we're just at the top of our lungs, we are going to be, they're going to think like they're being invaded by a mob (laughs) or something. (laughs) And they kind of are. (laughs) And they kind of are. (laughs) But we're going to work on, I would like everybody to work on 
being quiet and helping one of your younger siblings be quiet too. Cause like, they don't even understand the words that I'm saying. Like, so if everybody can work on themselves and controlling themselves and help one of your siblings too, that like, I just give them a little pep talk and then I talk about, and then we'll go home and we'll all run around and scream, or maybe we'll go to a park afterwards or something they've been wanting to do or looking forward to. If we can get through the grocery store with no meltdowns and everybody helping everybody else, like, cause like I put, I put this crew to work for me. Like, I don't have to, like you were saying, I don't have to manage everybody's emotions. Like they can manage their own and they can help their siblings or mm-hmm. they're, they're actually really good at it. <laughs> so I put my little crew to work for me and I said, if we can get through the grocery store with nobody having a meltdown, then we'll go to a park afterwards. And, yeah. and they work together. They become a team. So like, it's one of those ways that kind of the, the, the curse and the blessing are hand in hand and you can really use it to your advantage. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought up uh, public because don't forget when you start putting yourself into other people's minds, right? Like, oh, what are they thinking of me? And oh, they're judging me or whatever. That's when your resolve to maintain order just kind of falls apart, right? So remember, it's not about, doesn't have anything to do with these people. It's all just you and your family and do the best you can. So don't let yourself fall into that, right? So we hope this was helpful, you guys, whether you have two or three kids or 15, there is chaos involved in motherhood, but following these steps should get you to a place of peace and karma, even while everyone's going crazy. So we'll talk to you next week. I'm Bonnie. I'm Audrey, and we're outnumbered. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. If you believe that we are God's children, we have an infinite amount of potential that can grow and become these amazing. You hear my kid cackling? What are you laughing? Inappropriate timing. Inappropriate timing. Let me start that part <laughs> On again. On the cackle. Yeah. Um,